the sharks get smashed, crushed, devoured, beat down, whatever acronym, whatever, however you want to say it. Sharks lose seven to one to the Seattle Kraken, and we are doing a live stream therapy session. So we'll talk about that. Um, the future of David Quinn and more on today's episode. You're locked on sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to a live stream edition of Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team, at least sometimes, in the Bay Area. My name is Tank Commander JD, uh, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. Proudly a part of the Locked on Network, we cover your team every day, and if you want to be an everyday, all you got to do is just follow wherever you get podcasts, or you can watch on YouTube as well, as we're doing a live edition uh, therapy session number two for the Sharks. I want to see how long, how many therapy sessions do we get to? Is the over under seven for the season? Because we're already at two. Um, yeah. Um, this was something as the Sharks lost seven to one to the Seattle Kraken. And, um, my, there's just a ton of crazy stats that kind of came out of this game. And we're going to get a ton of crazy stats this whole season. But, um, my favorite stat of this game is the Sharks had one, one, one shot on goal in the second period, despite being down five to nothing for the majority of the period as you're trying to play catch up mode. Um, and you at least get something, something going, uh, you get one shot on goal and at least and it wasn't until it was like 18 minutes into the period. It was, um, the Sharks offense is non-existent. And that was, that was what we would hoped this year would be something right. If, if you're going to lose games, that's fine. At least make it entertaining. Can we get the offense going? Like win some, you know, just getting some shootouts. Maybe it's like six to three or something. But especially when the the Sharks are not at home, this team is just an abomination when it comes to um, manufacturing any sort of offensive zone touches, time, anything in the offensive zone. Um, and there's this this. I mean, from the jump, this this team was just not prepared to play tonight. Um, and we will have discussions about David Quinn here in a little bit. But um, just from the jump, and we've seen this multiple times from the Sharks this year, where as soon as the puck drops, you just know that this team is um, just not ready to play. And I know they're down a bunch of people. You don't have Logan Couture, et cetera, et cetera. You're playing 11. You're, you're playing 11 and 7 tonight, but... Um, you're actually playing eight defensemen. Jacob McDonald is a defenseman. And yes, I know he's played plenty of games at four, but he's a defenseman and you're playing eight defensemen and you can't play any defense tonight. Like just whatever the Kraken wanted to do in this game. Oh yeah. I, they could have, I know it was seven. 
the Kraken like rolled over. They just stopped trying at like the second, like halfway through the second period. Cause they were just like, let's just get out of here and get home uh, to Thanksgiving because they, they just stopped. They just were like, we'll just, we're just not going to do anything right now. Um, and it's, yeah, just, you have eight defensemen playing. Um, and the, you you could not play an ounce of defense. And yes, there's plenty of guys who played poorly tonight and plenty of guys who made mistakes. Uh, William Eklund included um, made a mistake on a goal that was, you know, overturned and um, didn't have a good start to the game. And, you know, that's going to happen. But like this was just a complete embarrassment um, by the Kraken. And they they saved actually the Sharks a lot of embarrassment by not just keeping it going like we've seen teams like the Canucks and the Penguins do where they're just like, well, we're just going to keep going because you can't stop us. The Kraken were merciful to the Sharks tonight. Like this could have easily been another 10 spot by the, by the Kraken if they really wanted to. Um, congrats to Mike Kaufman now tied for the league lead in, uh, or tied for the team league in goals with four. Um, pumping that trade value, <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's just just a pathetic effort um this is this is I, what more can you say i mean uh you know we, we've seen some good efforts from the sharks and even the game against like yes the game they won against the blues but even against the game against the canucks where they played hard right um and like you you're that's a game where you're just don't have the horses, right? The Canucks are a very good team. They have a lot of talented players and it's finally kind of clicking for them, you know, and you have guys like Quinn Hughes and Pedersen and, you know, JT Miller. And um, that, that team is very good. Um, and, but you made it competitive, right? And the Kraken are like, they were solid team last year that relied on its depth, but this year they've had a really slow start. Um, and you just let this team run rough shot over you. Like you let them do whatever you want. Um, it's yeah, this is, this is multiple times we've played. What is this game? 18 or 19, uh, 18, right. Um, and you've had multiple, multiple games like this. The, the players, I, I, something has to change. And again, I'm, I've said it before. I'm said it again. I'm 1000% team tank. The Sharks should lose as many games as possible to try to get themselves in a position to draft the best player in the draft, Macklin Celebrini. Um, or at least put your, where you're getting a top three pick, right? Put yourself in that position and you pray to the, the, the lottery balls that you end up getting that first pick. Um, but this, this is, this is inexcusable. Um, because it is just like you're not getting anything out of it. Like, yes, you want this this season to be you know to be you want this season to be something that you can at least like look. William Eklund's getting better, and we maybe we found someone with a Hochuk, and you know maybe Kalen Addison. There's something there, and hey, look, how much Hurdle kind of bounce back to to form, and like you want to be able to point to those positives. But when you're losing five to nothing you know, five minutes into the second period, it's like the, the t- players are just going through the motion and you can see that the players are just going through the motions right now. Um, and whatever speeches and rah, rah you're doing and trying to fire guys up, it's just not working right now. Um, it's, it's, you know, there, there, it's going to have to be a change made and we'll get to that here in, in a minute, but, um, 
like you can't just point to one player being poorly, you know, and I get, I get the David Quinn, you know, you bench Eklund, you're trying to teach him a lesson or trying to instill those lessons. And I get that. Right. Um, and credit to David Quinn. It wasn't like one of those things where, you know, he was benched Eklund and we didn't see Eklund the rest of the night or he spent the rest of the night playing with the fourth line or whatever. He quickly, you know, by the end of the period, he quickly moved on, but it's just like, I like, I don't know what to say, man. It's, it's whatever's working, whatever's, going on right now is just not working and it's just frustrating uh to watch because i want to see like william eklund progress right that is the most i've said it before the season that's the most william eklund is the most important person in san jose right he is the here he is the first piece of your foundation for the future and you want to make sure his future and the foundation is right like you can't build a house on a, on a crappy foundation um his success, you know, is not just production, right? Him playing meaningful hockey and like it's you how can you play how can you play like you know honest hockey when you're down seven to one night in, night out? You you can't like it's just not reasonable. So again, I want the sharks to lose as many games for the future of the franchise it is in their best interest to try to get a high end is the best draft pick you can in this year's draft and macklin celebrini looks like the real deal um but you you also you can't destroy whatever little foundation you have in guys like Eklund and addison and you know God, whenever Bortolo and Gushin come up, like you can't just destroy their confidence and and making them play these like seven to one type of games because you're just you're not playing real hockey at that point. You you saw it tonight, right? The Kraken basically were like, we're just going to kind of control the puck and do whatever we want and make sure just play keep what you can't. That's just that's you're basically just skating laps at this point. So um We'll continue here in just a minute. We'll talk about David Quinn. And if if this is the time to make a decision with, with moving on from David Quinn. Um, and then we'll get into some therapy session as we're doing a live stream. So if you're in the chat, please leave some message. We'll start answering you guys. I see you guys in there right now. Uh, shout out Max uh, hanging out with us too as well. Um, so yeah. So we'll get to that here in just one second. And should they... F- should the Sharks move on from David Quinn? Um, I think it's it's going to be here soon, right? Um, I know it's Thanksgiving. You're playing three and four days. But, you know, you got a game on Thursday. You got a you're sorry, game on Friday. You got a game on Saturday. And you got a game on Monday um, before you started a, a East Coast, you know, trip and such. But um, it, yeah, I I think whatever David Quinn seems like a nice guy. Every interaction I've had with him, he seems like a really nice dude. Um, he knows more about hockey than I will, you know. He knows he's forgotten more about hockey than I will ever know, right? Um, but it just seems like the message has gotten stale. And again, this team is this team was set up to not be good, right? And poor David Quinn is going to be the fall guy for this because this team was set up to not be good. Um, and but whatever it's you're you can clearly see because i mean this is you know this team has scored they've gotten shut out three times on the road in eight games uh, and they scored one goal in the rest of the games on the road and it's just constantly coming out and just not looking prepared to play Um, and that's coaching right there that is coaching that is 
getting your players in a position to succeed. And yes, this this roster, Mike Greer, we I know the saying, you know, Mike Greer went out and bought the groceries, and these groceries are terrible. Um, and we know these groceries are terrible. But again, look at look at the ro- the roster from like the Blackhawks last year. That 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 roster was set up to fail. Um, and like they 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 weren't getting blown out like this night in night out. Um, like you can still be a, a competitive scrappy team where you see improvement night in and night out, and this team's just getting actively worse. It's like, and yes, they've had some bright spots, right? They beat the Blues the other night. They played well against the Canucks um, because it is you. <laughs> You just can't keep doing this. Like uh, it is, it's ridiculous. So I already see people asking when you're, when we're going to start talking about the draft um, soon, the draft talks coming soon, but yeah, just look like an, as Max said, just, just look like an NHL team. Again, we're not asking for much, right? I'm not expecting them to go on a winning streak. And again, lose as many games as possible, but like um, you can still be a functional team night in and night out, you know? And Teams last year, there were plenty of teams tanking last year. Plenty of teams tanking last year. Um, they'll never admit it, but there were plenty of teams tanking last year for for the Bedard Prize. And you know, but again, those teams. How often is was Chicago getting blown out ten to you know ten to one or ten to two or seven to one? It happens occasionally. Yes, it happens occasionally. Um, but again, this has happened multiple. We are we're not even twenty percent into the season. And this has happened multiple times. And um, again, I just, I don't know how you can continue, especially if you're Mike Greer, how you can continue to keep doing what you're doing, especially when the players haven't responded. Yes, we've had some blips. Again, we've had some blips, but they haven't responded in the way you want. And um, it was, it was as bad. And yes, there's plenty of other teams uh, that have been bad. Um but for for your future, you have to at least be somewhat competitive at some point. And so um, let's let's start answering some of your questions and and start start the therapy session. It is Thanksgiving Eve, especially uh, or if you're on the East Coast, it's already Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to those of you who are hanging out with me tonight. But um, let's start the therapy session and just you know. Let it go. Start to feel better about ourselves here. So um, start dropping your questions in the comments and we'll we'll start hanging out here soon. So um, yeah, let's see. Uh, Finn says, turn on the game is 3-0, Warriors season baby. And it's not like the Warriors have been playing better. That's you kind of like the Warriors have been not, not Sharks bad, but it's been frustrating to watch the Warriors every every chance I get a, to watch them. So um I'm asking myself why I'm saying I met Sunni. I think that's how you say it. Met Sunni. I'm asking myself why I say it at 1 a.m. to watch these effortless games, East Coast time. Um, deviant. 1,000% a deviant. So is nine defensemen the answer from Berserker? I, you know, we, we went the five forward power play. Why not the 18, uh, 18 man defensive unit and just don't give up any goal? Yeah. And why not? Why not? Um, it's it's insane that they what's going on. Um, De one three two says the veteran players on this team are an embarrassment, and it's it's like I, 
again, it's just so much just like not prepared to play. Um, and you see again, like the Eklund benching, right? And again, good thing Quinn came, you know, at least put Eklund back up on the first line at some point. And the lines were a hot mess tonight because of all the shuffling and, and everything. And um, I like didn't even really look at the four lines because again, there was so many line combinations and it really wasn't worth looking at the lines, but um, it's, it's just like, yeah, it's just nobody was prepared to play tonight. So um, Austin Westbrook, uh, what do you think of Torres thinking right now? Um, I'm sure there's, I'm sure he wants to be back. Right. Cause that's, that's just, how hockey player that's just like sport you know you're just wired that way you want to be back helping your teammates and thinking you know you can make a difference for this but um the shark should 1000 percent not rush couture back until he's ready to be on the ice and play up to the, his full capabilities because the season's lost like the season's lost already um and you know having couture back when you start to bring in guys like gushin and bordolo and uh whomever that you want to bring will will be it'll be good to have a, a guy like Couture can help these guys along, have him on his wing, you know, like it'll be good to have Couture because then you can kind of spread some of these guys out and making sure that you're not just pairing about having a bunch of kids run around there. And I'm, I'm very much, I'm very for the, like having veteran presence out there with your young players. Right. Um, I think if you just have a bunch of kids running around, like you're you need to have an adult in the room, right? Um, but having Couture will be back, and I think he kind of knows that role. Um, and he seems very happy to be in San Jose, and he wants to at least continue his career in San Jose right now. Um, but, I mean, at some point, he's probably going to have to start asking himself some hard questions. I don't know if that's this year uh, or next year or coming up about if he really, really, really wants to win a Stanley Cup, which every player does is he going to do that here in San Jose? And I'm, I'm don't see that happening. So um, yeah, but all right, let's see some other questions here. When do we start talking about the draft? Um, we'll probably start talking about the draft next month. Um, we've already, already, already got it. Some Macklin Celebrini views, um, but I'm sure we will kick off full on draft coverage next month, especially uh, with the Sharks potentially having three picks. New Jersey needs to get its stuff together here soon. Um, but yeah, we will definitely be talking about the draft uh, full on draft coverage because um, I believe in the children and the children are our future as uh, Whitney Houston once said. So um, yeah, I mean, Troy also said his buddy's a Rangers fan, and that's that's what you heard was with Quinn with the younger players, and um, you know, and again, I'm not trying to like David Quinn seems like a very nice guy. Every interaction I've had with him has been, you know, very nice, very you know, professional. He's answered every question I've asked him, um, you know, but like it's it's just frustrating where it feels like the younger guys are kind of the target right and yes he's trying to coach and trying to teach these guys and you know him being a teacher that's what he's supposed to be as a teacher but it feels like the younger guys are kind of the they get the brunt of it and you know um you don't see kind of the same treatment for some older guys and yes they've earned that leeway and stuff but that's just how it feels right or wrong that some of these younger guys um, do kind of get the brunt of it. So um, we'll keep answering your questions here in just one second. All right, let's continue with the therapies. I hope you guys are feeling a little bit better. I'm starting to feel a little bit better. I got my turkey brining. I'm very excited for my turkey tomorrow. Uh, this, this is 
very excited for the turkey tomorrow. So, um, yeah, I mean, some people asking, was has there been a team this bad? Like Buffalo, I mean, you always see the Buffalo. Uh, Max Miller makes the point. The Buffalo references, you know, oh, the Sharks have team has been this bad since like Buffalo or, or you know, uh, yeah, that Buffalo team is really bad. Or, or we see the Buffalo, we see Colorado. Um, you know, you see some of these other teams that were just brutal. But yeah, again, Max makes a good point. It feels because we're watching this night in, night out, right? Um, you're you're having to kind of live this every year. So uh, every you know, kind of night in, night out, and that's why it feels so much, uh, so much worse than it is. So, um, what can yeah, Max? What can Quinn or Greer do right now? I think that's just where it comes to. It's just a different voice. And again, I don't expect this team to go out and just go on it like a winning streak, but the players just clearly aren't responding. Right. I mean, Max, you're, you're, you see them. I know I probably should have had you for next time, Max, we'll get you on, but um, it, the players just aren't responding and it, it's, it's just frustrating. So um, yeah, I can't compare to this team, the ducks, but like that was, but you point that's a good point with the ducks, but look at that was a lot of coaching, right? They get a new coach this year. And yes, some of their younger players are, are becoming, you know, kind of coming into their own, but this ducks team is way more fun to watch and they still have their issues and adding Leo Carlson does help, but this ducks team is just more fun to watch. And I think that comes down to coaching, right? The, the roster is pretty similar to what we saw last year. Um, but this ducks team is way more competitive night in night out. And I think it's a lot to do with coaching. Um, I think the coach they had last year was not great. And now they get what seems like a competent coach. Yes. It's very early in the season. Um, but this ducks team has been more competitive. I know they've lost four in a row now as I speak, but, um, you know, but they've been more competitive. They they had a nice winning streak where they beat some solid teams. You know, they beat Boston. They you know Philly, who's been kind of had a really nice start. Um, like they 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 beat Vegas. Like that this team is the team is more competitive night in night out. And again, we don't expect the Ducks to go out and be a playoff team. Um, but again, they play hard and they've been a much better team, more talented roster, et cetera. I know that, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just been a, yeah, it's been a much, much better product from them. And I think a lot of that has to do with coaching. So um, thank God the Barracuda are in a better state. I know I've, the Barracuda have been so frustrating to watch too. And I missed last night's game. Of course, they score five, and but it seemed like they were doing everything they can to, give away that game as well so um but yeah it is it's just a frustrating season in san jose because that's what you're hoping for right was at least the barracuda could be fun to watch and you know be a potential playoff team and that team just hasn't really that team has just been blowing leads left and right and um i know they have a lot of new pieces on the blue line uh but still they have a lot of veteran guys on the blue line and it's 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 been a frustrating watch as well so NJ11 asks, at what point do you fire the coach? Like, obviously, he's not on him, but too many times this year, the team looks cooked right from puck drop, just not ready to play. Like I said earlier, it's just, I don't think the mess, I don't think whatever Quinn's tactics or messaging or whatever he's doing is just working right now. And sometimes um, the coach and the players, it's just not a mesh right now. And again, I think David Quinn um, has plenty, you know, I think he's a good coach. Um, again, he's, 
forgotten more about hockey than I will ever know in my lifetime. Um, but right now it's just, it just doesn't seem like a good combination between the the players and the coach. So someone asked if I have uh, Nick Carter asked, do you have a Quinn replacement in mind? I think it's Ryan Warsawski, um, who has been successful um, everywhere he's gone in the ECHL. Uh, he was successful in AHL and he's known for developing, working with and developing young players, which the Sharks are going to have a lot of here really soon. Um, I would give him a shot. Uh, especially, you know, through the end of the year. And then if you want to this offseason, if you don't think Warsawski is ready or the guy, then this offseason you can go look for another one. But, I mean, you could basically give him a 60-game, you know, audition right now um, to try to figure something out and see if you can maybe find, you know, find a young head coach who's, you know, who can help develop and grow your team, especially a guy who has that sort of background. So, um Blackwood to Edmund for for dry sidle. Uh yes, 1000 percent So I know the Blackwood to Edmonton thing is uh interesting. Um, because I keep seeing like, well, you'd have to take Campbell's contract back. And Shang wrote a really good article about this. Like, why would the sharks do that? Especially when your your cap space is starting to clear up here a little bit over the next two years. And then you're going to throw another long-term contract on the guy who doesn't really look playable right now um, at any level. I know he had a shout out in, uh, the other night, but like, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Blackwood's been like one of your bad. I mean, if, if Edmonton offers everything, anything then you could maybe think about it but um i don't know if i want to take campbell's contract back and that you're going to have to take campbell's contract back and um, maybe they offer you a first round pick plus um for it but uh yeah uh eric asked what point does this start becoming detrimental to equine's development and this you know that's the thing is like you he needs to play nhl and i've heard that like we'll send him back to the ahl he's 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 not going to learn anything from playing the AHL. Like he needs to play NHL games, right? He he's at that point where he needs to play NHL games, but that that's where, again, just playing competent hockey where you're not losing seven to one um, night in night out, where it's basically the last 20 minutes of the game are just, you know, skating up and down the ice uh, because the, the other team is basically just putting five guys in the defensive zone and saying like at the blue line and saying like, you're not just going to be able to do anything or just controlling the puck the entire time. Like you need to, um, yeah, again, I don't like, I'm, I'm not worried that Eklund's just going to like, you know, especially if the season continues the way we expect it, where Eklund's just going to be, um, you know, like this is going to break him or something like, like Eklund's a very mature, you know, young man, especially for his age. And, you know, he's, He's played some some terrible situations, you know. Look, go back to after he was drafted with uh, Urgarden, who it was that team. There, if I remember correctly, the GM got fired. They went through like multiple coaches. That team was an, an awful mess. I got relegated. Like it's he's 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 kind of been. Where's the say? He's kind of been through something like this before. But um, again, it's just just be a, a, a normal NHL team. So. Um, then let's see. Are you going to cook your turkey on the smoker? Yes. 
Yes, got the Traeger all cleaned up today, ready to go. Um, yeah, very excited to cook my turkey on the smoker. So, uh, Bez, asking the important questions here. So, um, let's see. Got a couple more here before we finish up. Um, do uh, Let's see. We should be hesitant to trade. Yeah, Robert says we should be hesitant to trade Blackwell because he's young and he can start for the Sharks when the team. Yeah, again, he's only 26 and he's played really good hockey on a team that's been defense. And we've seen him play really good hockey before he got traded. And it was a lot of his injuries um, that kind of held him back. And um, if Blackwood was like 29 or 30, you know, like I would be like. Okay, but like Blackwood's, you know, I think he still has a lot of his best hockey in front of him. And yes, there's also very much a risk of him being, you know, kind of getting re-injured. But um, I'm I I think you would have to get a lot, especially with how much of a struggle it's been for the sharks to find some sort of goalie or answer in goalie, and you found one. You found one for basically for free, right? A six-round pick castaway. Uh, I'm sure the Devils would love to have a guy like Blackwood if Blackwood's playing the way he's right now. I'm sure they'd love to have him back in net. Um, but it's been, you know, again, I'm unless you get like an offer you can't refuse, like first round pick plus like a high-end prospect or multiple picks or something like that. I think you're, I think you, like I said, you found something for, you found something really nice in Blackwood and you didn't have to pay anything for him. So uh, let's get out of here. Um, Yeah. Anything else? Uh, Yeah. I think that's it for you guys. So hope you guys are feeling better. That was fun. We'll see how many more of these. Uh, the I'm setting you over at seven uh, therapy sessions uh, tonight because, yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 gonna be a long season. So um, we'll be back on. So remember, uh, Friday's episode will be a recap of the Canadians game, so that won't come out until after uh, after that game. Um, if we have any crazy news, I'm around all day tomorrow. So if we do have any crazy news um, about coaches or whatever, we will get. You, I'll make sure to have you guys covered on that. Um, so make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. And of course, uh, you can watch on YouTube as well. Thank you to all you guys hanging out for the therapy session. Uh, it's, it's just fun, especially when games like this, where it's just kind of, let's, let's just talk it out, guys. And just have a good time because uh, we're all in this together. It's going to be a long season. So uh, we're almost almost a quarter of the way through. So um, that is going to be it. Happy Thanksgiving to all the uh, American listeners. Enjoy your day off. Um, don't you know, be careful with, with especially with the deep fried turkey stuff. Be careful with that. Um, non- or non-American listeners, enjoy a normal Thursday. Uh, we'll be back on Friday. Uh, make sure you guys are following wherever you get podcasts. Watch on YouTube. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Locked On Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter at my Fryhole and on Instagram at my Fryhole. If you want to see, I'll probably put some pictures of the turkey up there. So, um, anyway, until then, <laughs> bye, friends. <laughs>